Hello, my friends, and welcome to Grow the Goodness in You. I'm your host, Coach Quiggy. I'm a self-realization coach, a meditation teacher, and it is my mission, my intention with this podcast to inspire the best in you, to help you take responsibility for your own health, your own healing, and your own happiness, and to make the world a better place, starting with your own. Thank you so much for being here, for listening along. Let's start with just a a mindful moment to slow down, take a few deep breaths, and open ourselves to become receptive. So I'm going to invite you wherever you are to pause if it's available to you and just take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out of the mouth. And with each breath, just slowing down, lengthening the inhale, lengthening the exhale. Maybe making an audible sigh as you breathe out And these deep breaths. Send a signal to our nervous system that we want to slow down. And after your next deep breath, just letting go of any need to control or influence the breath. And just allowing your breath to come to a normal rhythm all on its own. And closing your eyes if you haven't already, if it feels comfortable to do so. And sending your attention down to your feet, just feeling your feet on the ground. Feeling what it feels like to be sitting here, to be standing here, to be walking. Just coming into your body. Arriving into the moment. And noticing how your breath feels when you're not controlling it. Noticing the waves of the breath. If it helps, you can put a hand on your stomach to feel more fully the breath in and to feel more fully the breath out. And then in your own time, opening your eyes as you feel ready to do so, seeing if you can maintain this short, sweet, simple connection we have made with our body, with our breath, as we uh, move on to the topic at hand. So I want to share a little story Uh, for those of you who follow along with me and my journey. Y'all know that I have been uh, working through healing, at times struggling through sleep issues, insomnia that have been an ass kicker. And, uh, you know, to my dismay, I've been to a music festival and a camping trip this past month. And both times the first half have been miserable. Um, I haven't slept. When I don't sleep, I'm a completely different person. I'm deregulated. I am prone to sensitivity, prone to insecurity, prone to rumination. For those of you who have sleep struggles or have gone a couple days with poor sleep, uh, know what this feels like. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been brutal. Um, it has also helped me grow as a human being. I've learned to be more compassionate towards myself. I've given myself a lot of grace. I have been challenged to really lean into my healing 
um, you know, my physical, emotional, energetic healing, um, to deepen my mindfulness practice, to uh, show up for that work even when I'm exhausted and I don't want to. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, but going into this camping trip over the 4th of July weekend, uh, my partner and I uh, have been in a struggle uh, energetically for about a month or so. And, you know, we're going through some deep healing of our wounding, of the trauma that we bring into the relationship from, from childhood. And we've been, we've been into to some deep holes the past month. And it has been in parallel with me not sleeping well. So I have not been at my best for much of the time. I have felt the inner child wanting to take over. I'm deregulated. I'm in fight or flight mode a lot of the time. Um, it's been really challenging. So we went into this camping trip with a lot of tension. I didn't sleep the night before. And um, big group, 15 of us, uh, you know, we're a part of this kind of extended Bulgarian family that is such a joy to have as a community. And we're, we're both super grateful for this group to get to go camping with them. So something we're really excited for, looking forward to, and coming into it exhausted and hurting and tense with my teammate was really, really fucking hard. And I was very shut down. And the first day I was just turned off, like in energy conservation mode. And take a sip of coffee here. I was not enjoying myself. And her and I were stuck in this tussle that wasn't really resolved. And she wanted to have fun. And I was in like needy inner child mode. I need your help. I need your support. There's a lot of expectation and rumination going on in my mind. And being exhausted like that really makes it hard to to kind of get your shit straight and like come into you know your highest most you know loving self so i really struggled with that and the first night i didn't sleep uh and so day two was really really tough and i was again just holding on for dear life you know we're in this beautiful beautiful place lake wellington's gorgeous lake and the mountains are nestled away it's like well man for all intents and purposes should be absolutely just in awe of life and rather I was just in resistance and exhaustion and trying to open up to my partner about what I needed, you know, so this, this, this anxious attachment was coming through, you know, I think that her and I got stuck in this anxious avoidant attachment pattern this, this week leading into the camping trip. And we're really stuck into it in this moment. And I was really hurting and expecting and asking for a lot from her. And she was at a limit where she couldn't really give that. And so we'd have this conversation and it, uh, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to. I don't think it went the way that she would have liked it to go because she was energetically at her limit, you know, and she's given me so much as I have gone through this hardship with my sleep and sometimes she just hits a wall you know because she's a human being with her own wants needs desires uh, you know she doesn't have an infinite cup and uh you know as i'm saying this out loud and if you're listening sarah i'm so grateful for the love and adoration and care and compassion you give me and we had this moment where you know i asked for more check-ins and touch to help me regulate 
And it was it was hard for her to be able to give that in that moment and to not feel like she was uh, able to fill her cup up. And so I, in a moment of his exasperation, was like, I gotta go, I gotta go. You know, I almost did this at the music festival, Sonic Bloom, earlier this month. And I didn't feel like I had a choice. I was like, my body is craving to leave. Um, I don't see an end in sight here. I don't know if I'm gonna sleep tonight. I'm exhausted. I should be having a great time, and I'm not. And I was walking away from this conversation, and um, a good friend of mine, Charles who is a part of a men's group that we have just started uh, locally here in Denver. Um, just a little informal friends men's group. Just grabbed me, was like, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I was like, I'm gonna leave. Like, I'm, I'm at my wits end. I don't know what to do. He's like, you wanna, you wanna walk and talk? And, you know, we went for this really beautiful walk and I, I'm so grateful for just the, the wisdom and grounding and reflection that he offered me to just help reflect really beautifully um, these perspectives about, you know, these bigger perspectives about what was going on in a relationship, you know, acknowledging the pain and suffering that I was going through, but also helping me acknowledge the, you know, the struggle that my partner was going through. And, you know, I kind of had inklings of, of these ideas and, you know, it's really hard to grapple with them when you're in self-preservation mode. But this walk saved me. It saved me from leaving. It saved me from um, caving in on myself and caving in on my partner and just being... You know, like when you get triggered and you're deregulated, you, there's really no, there's no rationality. You know, you lose sight of love and you're just in like, you know, fear driven, got to protect myself mode. I got to get what I want to survive mode. And um, this talk saved me. And so, okay, I'm going to take some space. I'm just going to kind of sit and rest. And, and then another really good friend of mine, Nelly, who is a beautiful Reiki practitioner and energy healer sees me and just comes over and starts giving me Reiki. And, and I just surrendered in this moment to being given to, to receiving. And then Sarah comes over and shows me some love. You know, when we had, you know, left on this kind of aggravated um, tone and, and she comes over and, and is, you know, giving just kind of massaging my knees and helping me regulate my nervous system and just like ground and here I am just feeling like, oh my goodness, wow, there's so many more people a part of my healing and a part of my support network than just my partner. And I am so grateful for Sarah and I'm so grateful for Charles and for Nellie, who are a part of this bigger group, this bigger family, that in this moment of desperate need where I do tend to isolate, you know, and I'm going to kind of elaborate on what that looks like in my relationship and how it might be relatable to you in relationship out there. Um, I was looking only to my partner to support me. I mean, I was doing the best that I could with my own self-regulation, but I tend to look to her as the person to support me. And sometimes I forget that there are other resources out there and that in a relationship and a partnership where you're two whole human beings with all sorts of shit going on in each other's own lives, that you cannot be only dependent on this person for your support. So in this moment I realized it takes a village. It takes a fucking village. And I'm so grateful to all three of those people and to all the other beautiful people that were a part of this, Misha and Simona and Ken, Kristen and the, the kiddos, because 
the village nourishes our heart. The village, the village gives us capacity to heal, to be our best selves. We need community. We are built for community. And there are two lessons that I want to extract from this because the village saved me and it, it saved me in a moment where I realized that I was not willing to let the village in and the village came to me and saved my ass from um, just getting the fuck out of there and leaving a situation that wasn't what I wanted it to be. I would have liked to be healthy and more present and yet I'm grateful that I stuck around to receive and to reconnect with a community and support beyond my relationship that really nourishes me and loves me and helps me be the best that I can be. And I was able to stick around and enjoy the last two days to the best of my ability. I mean, I started to sleep a little bit. I was still exhausted and not fully present in the way that I wanted to be. And yet, um, there was a beautiful lesson there. And I think there's two things, there's two points that I want to make. One, I bet I'm not the only person out there who looks only to their partner as their one and only. And I think we, we live in a very interesting uh, day and age in terms of how we relate to partnership. We've been romanticized with this soulmate, um, dream partner kind of, you know, their everything sort of story. And I know that I, in some way, shape, or form, can show up in my relationship with that really high expectation. And it is something that really can cause a lot of disease, 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 and destruction in relationship. When we lean to, when we are too, I mean, it is, it's a reflection of codependency. So this is a codependent um, coping mechanism that's happening for me. It's like, I'm hurting. I'm looking to my partner to help me. And I've come a long way in terms of like recognizing, okay, I got to self-regulate. I can recognize what's going on for her. And yet, Still, there are these moments where we want something from the other person and they don't have the capacity to give it. And there are kind of two things we can do. One, we can lean into that and ask and kind of have a higher expectation and there's more tension because you're trying to ask for something that they cannot give energetically and you don't want to drain each other. And in that moment, you got to realize, hey, there, there, it takes a village. You know, we need more than just one person to help us heal, to help us grow, to support us, to ask for support. And so, you know, as a reflection for all of those out there who are in a relationship, or even if you're looking for a relationship, what is your relationship within the relationship to your partner, what you expect out of them? And what are your other resources? What is your other uh, you know, what's the definition of your support network? Do we have coaches and therapists and friends and family that we can lean on to spread the responsibility. Because when we lean too heavily on each other, when we're too dependent on each other, I mean, sometimes there's people pleasing at play. They're like, yeah, I'll give to you, but really we're drained on the inside. We can't, you can't get it all from one person. And so while I recognize that, you know, in this moment of deregulation, I definitely was not acting on that. And so I'm super grateful for the reminder from these two amazing people in my village that there are others out there who can love and care and support for me that I can lean on and that I need more than one person to care for me. And the bigger picture is that there is no such thing as the self-made human. We truly are, it takes a village and we truly are a compilation of 
all the people in our life in our lives that have touched us and that comes down to your friends your family loved ones partners that have come and gone strangers random acts of kindness all of these people have contributed in these you know some in more like tangible deep sliding glass door moments you know maybe you have a run-in with someone who really impacted you or you spent you know i two amazing human beings that are totally instrumental in me being who i am my two buddies steve and trent australian bros that i met in uh, in the netherlands studying abroad and they have impacted me and my authenticity and feeling comfortable in myself like we we are it, it has taken a village to become who we are and it truly takes a village to be who we want to be and I think in a highly individualized culture, we can have this misbelief that we got to do it on our own, that we can do it on our own, that we should do it on our own. And it just ain't true. It's just not really acknowledging the truth about human beings. And what I advocate for and practice in my own life and continue to build is leveraging the power of the village using community intentionally as a driver not just to support yourself but to support one another because we're better with each other and i think that's something we've gotten super far away from in our culture is yeah we're just you know and it's when we're operating from fear we're in self-preservation mode it's all about us as the individual and um, we gotta look out for each other and that goes in giving direction, but it also goes in the receiving direction. And so I'm very grateful for this rocky experience that wasn't what I expected it to be or what I wanted it to be. I would have loved it to be just this chill time in nature. I had a great time and, and wasn't that a lot, but there was this beautiful lesson in it. And I'm so grateful to Charles. I'm so grateful to Nellie. I'm so grateful to Sarah for showing up as a part of my village to help me be the man that I am right now and to come out of some really cloudy stormy moments uh, into the sunshine into the blue skies so for those of you out there listening there's the relational reflection how do I relate to my partner and what I expect from them and are there other resources that I lean on in my relationship or is the responsibility the expected responsibility too heavy on my partner. And secondly, what kind of community do you have in general in your life? Do you have a community um, that is resourceful to you, that you can lean on, that nourishes you, that helps bring out the best in you, that inspires you, that challenges you? And if not, where might you be able to look? What are your interests that you can dive into and find community with shared interests or shared goals, shared desires? Where can you find that? to help nourish you and create a village for yourself. I'm very excited along with this podcast to announce my first public retreat. It is called grow the goodness in us. And it is all about leveraging the power of the village because our best selves are made possible by and inspire one another. I have a four day, four night self-realization retreat based on community. It is an incubator community-driven incubator for becoming our best selves together. It's one part ecstatic dance music festival, one part personal growth, health, and wellness 
retreat and one part silly ass adult summer camp it's in the rocky mountains september 28th through october 2nd four days all inclusive if you are interested in joining a community experience and very intentional about creating this community we're going to get right into it get to know each other on that soul level right from the get-go with improv and meditation and deep authentic relating and connection exercises we're going to get into we're going to create a family if you want that community if you need that community and you want a support network of people who are going to bring out the best in you who are going to love you and love the best in you and challenge you this experience is for you please take a look at my website or reach out directly if you're curious in the meantime i hope that you let yourself receive love and support from those in the village around you, whatever it looks like. If it's small or big, we're not looking for quantity. We're looking for quality. Maybe your village is two amazing fucking friends or one amazing. Well, we want to have more than one, I think, is probably a good rule of thumb. Let your village care for you. Let your, your village nourish you and love you and give back. I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful now.